Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. <laughs> The Chumba Life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to Authentic U Media. Featuring today, interior design decadence with Katerina. Interior design expert, international speaker, and entrepreneur. If you want to shortcut your journey and get interior design ideas from an open book, interior design expert, Katarina, is here for you. So stay tuned and feel decadent. Now let's begin our interior design journey together. Good morning and welcome to our listeners. It's morning, good evening, wherever you may be across the office. It's Katarina Kapalaki coming to you live from Melbourne, Australia on this fine morning. I'd like to welcome any new listeners coming in and obviously to welcome our previous listeners. I've missed you all. It's been uh, nearly a month now since I've spoken with you all. So it's great to be back. We've had a few things uh, happening of late. So I was unable to be here with you uh, in the last two weeks, but I'm, I'm healthy and fine and back on track. And I have some very exciting announcements to make today, which I've been looking forward to, but I'll get stay on and uh, I'll get to those very, very soon. Now, today on the show where I've organised, I have a very special guest, another fabulous guest coming on. For those of you who listened to our last show, I had the, the great uh, Nick Halleck, uh, direct on the line, which uh, I've had a lot of feedback. A lot of people did love the interview that I had with him and all was quite good. Now, today we have a very, very special guest uh, by the name of Roscoe Patterson. I'll tell you a little bit about uh, Roscoe just in a moment, but he should be coming on within the next 10 minutes or so. Um, but he's, he's super, he's Look, you're just going to get a very good feel for him. He's all into property. He's all into investments. He's all into teaching us, uh, you know, five ninja ways, as he calls it, um, into the investment world, etc. how you can easily sell and purchase and negotiate when looking into to properties. And he'll be talking all about that. He'll be taking you through steps and giving you access to him as well. So if you have any questions today, please feel free to call in. We are live. Uh, and the number to call in today is 917-889-3818. That number again, 917-889-3818. Please feel free to call in. I'm here live for you and I'm here to answer any questions that you may have in regards to interior design, which is my niche, whether it's um, if you're looking at purchasing or selling properties and you need some advice, any tips that you need, anything I've talked about so far or something that you've been wondering about, please feel free to give me a call. That number again, 917-889-3818. Now, for those of you who haven't listened to, to the show, at the, at, sorry, I'm a bit mumbling at the moment, haven't listened to the show so far, I'll just tell you a little bit about me. So I'm an interior design expert I've been labelled, which is quite nice. I've travelled the world working on projects. Uh, I still do work, you know, do a lot of projects for people around the globe. Wherever I am across the, the, the globe, based here in Australia at the moment, I do uh, take in a lot of clients via... Skype and email, etc., and take on projects that way as well. I like to help people create stunning spaces, and I like to help people create wealth through their properties. That's basically what I'm all about, helping you create the spaces you need and want that give you a good feel. I help people creating wealth in the way if you, if you need to know how to stage your property, so how to flip your property, some people call it, how to present your property to sell, what are some fine, nice tips 
things that you can do to actually get top dollar for your properties. Now, very briefly, I mentioned a couple of shows ago that um, we had, and this is on a regular thing basis, people are coming to me and saying, or sending photos via email, etc., saying, what can I do to my property? We're going to sell it within the next few weeks. Can you give me a couple of pointers? So obviously what I did with this particular property, again, is went through and um, did a bit of a Skype call as well. So I had the camera view, etc. Gave them some tips. Now, the people weren't expecting to sell so quickly. I told them a few to me, which weren't major, um, they couldn't believe that the small tips that I gave them helped so much and they did get they did get top dollar. They didn't expect to sell so quickly. So their then problem was they did have the, the money, but the problem then was, you know, they hadn't purchased another home or they didn't have anywhere to move into and it was a quick change uh, changeover turnaround. So that's the sort of thing I do. I'm all about helping people and that's why I've come across and partnered with Authentic You Radio and Authentic You Media to help people as much as I can. So if I can't get to you or, or people do require my services, I'm here to give free information and free tips over the radio and I'd like all of you to take advantage of that. Um, so with all of our shows, either I'll be doing some of them and giving you full tips for the whole hour and going through those with you or I will have special guests coming on too to break it a little bit to give you some more excitement in the shows as well. So I welcome all of you um, and I look forward to people calling in and asking any questions or messaging me. They can go to me direct uh, via Facebook. We have a Facebook page set up for our listeners. If you can just go into Katerina Kapalaki, so I'll spell the surname, K-A-P-E-L-L-A-K-I, so in, I've had a lot of people messaging me asking questions who, you know, were a little shy or couldn't call in at the time or, the, you know, the hours weren't suitable so they did listen to the replay. I've had a lot of messages with questions just uh, in regards to things that they can do, people sending pictures in, getting advice. It is, I am here for you. There's no fee involved so please feel free to go in and send any messages and get advice because as I keep saying, I'm here for you and... You must take advantage of it. Now, I will be making a very special announcement, as I said earlier. It's, it is special for me and it is quite exciting. Now, because I'm not, I won't be travelling at this time uh, just due to my third pregnancy, which is quite exciting, we've since found out. This isn't the, the big announcement, but I thought I'd share this with you. We, um, we've just found out we're having our third son which is quite exciting. So I won't be travelling and doing the live events, which I do. A lot of you have come to see me live and uh, chatted on platforms and, and helped a lot of people across uh, the globe wherever I travel to. Uh, I'll need to stop those for the next few months just due to the pregnancy. So what I, what I will be doing is I've set up some fabulous, fabulous masterclasses and I'm launching this today and I'm launching this direct to our authentic listeners. So what that would entail, and I'll give you the details later on, the, the other details later on in the show, what that will entail is over five days I'll be doing some live uh, masterclasses with you. So instead of me doing these live and people actually... Uh, purchasing to come in and, and traveling and coming to the venues and, and seeing live, I'll be doing these. You could say live, but they will be online. So anybody anywhere in the globe can will have access to these. So I'm going to be launching it later on today. There's just some inside information. It's just me being able to present to you, me being able to help you more and me being more accessible to all of you out there. Because as you can appreciate, there are many other designers out there doing such such things and, and having such a passion that I do have, I'm all about helping you. So I'll be launching that later on in the show, <coughs> excuse me, and I'll give you the details as to where you can log in and find out more information in regards to these masterclasses. So it's something very, very exciting. It's, I felt a bit disappointed not being able to travel at the moment and to come and see all of you live. So that's why I've worked very hard on getting all of these masterclasses together for you. So they will be over five days. If people can't 
be on live on those times and days. You will get the replay straight to you. And obviously, there will be comments boxes and questions boxes and everything else. You'll have access to me direct over those five days. So whether you're looking at uh, building, if you're living in your home and you're not so happy with the spaces and you just need some advice or you need to learn, I'll be going through a lot of content over these five days. So it will be it will be over five days, but we're looking, you know, around an hour and a half to two hours per day. So as you can appreciate, I can fit a lot of content in those five days. So later on in the show, after we talk to the fabulous Roscoe Patterson, I will let you know of the link and where you can find uh, that information and start going from there. Now, we, I'll be taking in the first intake, so we've got a little bit of time, but bookings will need to be done soon so I know uh, how many people are coming on in. Uh, the first masterclass will commence on Monday the 7th of October, which is a good day. Uh, so stay with me. Later on in the show, I'll let you know the full details and you can start going in and having a look from there. So I look forward to giving you more exciting news and um, very soon I'll have Dr. Patterson calling in and you'll find out some fabulous things from him as well. Now just quickly if we can, and don't forget I keep repeating this, if people have any questions, don't be shy, voice them, call through. If, you, if you're a bit shy, please keep messaging me, that's fine. The number to call to connect with me live is 917. 889-3818, that number again, 917-889-318. Now, I've actually got the fabulous Roscoe Patterson on, on the call now, so I'd like to introduce him. I did give you a lot of information about Roscoe, so without further ado, let's welcome on the line Mr. Roscoe Patterson, Mr. Orson himself. Are you on, Roscoe? Hi, Katarina, how are you? Good, Roscoe. How are you? I'm fantastic. Sorry, I had a I had a little trouble with the dial-in numbers, but now I am here. Um, now so, you're here uh, and we have you live. Fantastic. Now, I'm not sure how much you did here uh, previously. You just said that you had some trouble dialing in. I did uh, give our listeners some information about you, but we're all very excited to have you on, and I think we should just get started. Cool. Awesome. So could you tell our listeners um, a little bit more about yourself? And please don't be biased or don't be modest or what have you. I've, I've given the full spiel. I'm quite excited, as they all know, to have you on. So let's go. Cool. Awesome. So uh, my journey, so to speak, has been uh, one that has, uh, has, has been a very successful journey and also hasn't been successful without mm -hmm. its trials and tribulations. And uh, I actually began... Uh, build, buying and selling businesses uh, from the age of 14 and had nine businesses before I was 18. I've always been a, um, mm -hmm. always been profusely, profusely um, curious about uh, the human psyche and exactly how we can say what we need to say, when we need to say it, so that we get the best result. And uh, I went on from there mm -hmm. to... Uh, went on from owning my own businesses to actually getting into real estate. So I actually spent I spent three and a half years in real estate and personally bought my own property and spent a lot of money uh, in the industry. So I, I've personally bought and sold uh, over $6 million worth of real estate in my very first year in real estate. And uh, that was all just purely from negotiating and getting deals uh, that I didn't necessarily have the cash for up front myself and, and really locking down uh, deals that I didn't think were possible. Um, and then also for my clients, I sold everything. Sorry, can I just... Sorry, just interrupt there. It is very important, yeah. and we'll touch on that a little later on as well, is to people don't realise that, you know, with negotiation, they can buy into properties. They don't need to have the full cash there at the time. So we'll touch on that a little bit later as well. Yeah, for sure, absolutely. Um, and so, and, and so, also, I sold twenty-eight million dollars worth of property just in in my first year alone uh, for my clients. So, one of the things I discovered is that the thing that's woven in and out through our society is this sort of um, 
there's sort of different frameworks. And, and once you start to understand the different frameworks, you can begin to break down where someone's at and start to uh, put in offers and, and, and make deals happen, whether you're you know, renovating a property, whether you're buying a property or whether you're selling a property. Uh, and understanding the human psyche around how people work when it comes to big exchanges of money because property is one of the largest exchanges people will ever make when it comes to their money. Um, you, if, the more you understand people's motivations and the more you understand people's uh, psychology, the better deal you can get and the better outcome you can have everyone experience as well. So, um, so, so I did property and then also I went on past property and um, I did a lot of sales and marketing uh, marketing specifically, I, I marketed major music festivals around Australia. Uh, I put over 900,000 customers through the doors of my clients in, in the past three years. And I now full-time uh, teach people how to uh, sell and market themselves using this human psychology and, and, and really tapping into these different frameworks and understanding. So I, I promised to today, Katarina, I'd share these five ninja strategies for the best way to negotiate. Um, so do you want me to get stuck into those? Yes, I love that. The five ninja strategies. We'd love, yes, we'd love if you can go into those and um, just talk a little bit about each and every one of them so that people can then go and implement those and, and learn more about them as well. Now, before we go on, Roscoe, if, if we can ask you, uh, where can people find more information about you? Do you have some contact details before we go on? I'd like to... You know, go over this a couple of times throughout the show. So, where can people best contact you? For sure. So, so what I've got, what I've got at the moment is I'm going to be sharing a bunch of these different psychological kind of, uh, I guess, tools and tactics over the call. <laughs> so, what I've put together um, to, yes. to share with your listeners is a, a, a list of 30 different actual language patterns they can use when they're trying to convey a message or to convey an offer or to be more influential in a sales environment. So the, the link they can go to to download yeah. those 30 scripts, which people can just use and implement straight away, is um, from shametofame.com. So it's from shametofame.com. Yes. From shametofame.com? Correct. Yes. Okay. Perfect. Okay. Great. So for all of you listeners out there, it's from shame fame.com and that's where you can find that information from Roscoe Patterson himself. So I'll let you continue if we can go over the, the information that you wanted to go through, Roscoe. Thank you. Sure. So uh, so the first strategy um, I actually learned uh, from Donald Trump in a property deal that he did. And uh, Donald Trump is yes. Donald Trump is being bankrupt, you know. Uh, you know, I think it's it's more than ten times, don't quote me on that number. Uh, but Donald Trump has just been, you know, bankrupt, and then he gets back up again, and he goes again, and he get, you know, he, and he just doesn't stop. And one of the one of the times in which he yeah. came out of bankruptcy, he did one property deal uh, that made his net worth over 110 million dollars overnight, and uh, gave him equity, wow. and he didn't have, and he and he really didn't have to pay for it. So I'll share the story of how he did that. So and only Donald Trump could do that. <laughs> Yeah, well, the interesting thing is, is that um, I've actually I've actually seen this happen, um, and the reason I use the story of Donald Trump, Katarina, is because everyone knows him. Um, but I've actually seen this replicated yes. um, with property developers that I was working with during my time in real estate that would buy land worth five and six and ten and twelve million dollars. I've seen it happen numerous times. So. Um, this, this exact story is actually a strategy any of your listeners could employ as their entire strategy. So, so literally what mm -hmm. he did, there was this property for sale in uh, Northern California and uh, he, he, it was like a French provincial kind of chateau built on uh, hundreds of acres that was beachfront land. And, and this, this, mm -hmm. this building was just, had meticulous detail. It, it was so grandiose, like the the balustrades were, you know, like gold coated, and there was, you know, um, beautiful candelabras everywhere, and chandeliers, and you know, um, mirrors on the wall that, you know, you know, came out of castles from 300 years ago in in the south of France and stuff. It was just over. 
Anyway, um, the 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 owners of this property were an elderly couple, and they basically they just the property was too much for them to look after anymore, and they were very you know sort of late mm-hmm. 80s, early, early 90s in age, and uh, yeah. and, and and there was property developers making offers on this property left, right, and center because it was beautiful land, and 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 everyone just basically wanted to develop it and. And and turn this property over and turn it into, you know, a, a housing estate or a bunch of resorts or all sorts of different things that people had on the table. And they just wanted 120, 130 million dollars for the property. And, and right. And, and and basically they weren't taking it. So Donald Trump had his team go down there and you know sort of do some reconnaissance and and you know take take you know sort of. You know, the process of Donald Trump's property behind scheme is they just do a lot of research when they walk in the door. So they take uh, pretty much photos of every square inch of the property and, 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 and make a, a checklist of every single thing that existed in the property. Anyway, um, you know, Donald's team like, basically presented it all to him and he's like, you know, why isn't it selling? Why aren't they selling? So Donald flew down there to meet the elderly couple himself. And he sat there and he said, look, why are you selling the property? What's going on here? Like, had prop- you've had offers on the table that are worth so, so, so much more than what this property is worth. Like, it's only worth 108, 109 at property valuation. I don't even think it's worth that. And they're like, yeah. well, the property developed. It's been in the family for centuries or a century or so, and we want to make sure that it maintains its prestige and never gets it off. So Donald said to them, how about this? Mm-hmm. I'll give you $8 million. And I want access to the property 30 days before settlement. And I will never develop the property. I'll turn it into a hotel that, that celebrities and the rich and famous can stay in. And I will um, never change a thing about the property. I will just, you know, it will be kept identical. You walk in and all you'll see is it exactly the way you left it. And they were overwhelmed, obviously, at the offer that he'd given them because they didn't really like the $8 million, but they haggled back and forth, back and forth, and he ended up securing up $8 million because he had their largest motivation on their why they were selling under his, under, uh, in his deck of cards, so to speak. So, um, right. what, so what Donald did is now he had to buy a property um, that he didn't have the money for, so he uh, went into the home prior to the settlement because he had 30 days access, 30 days before the settlement. He went in and he pulled all the mirrors mm-hmm. off the wall, chandeliers off the ceiling, and uh, had a $9.5 million garage antiquity sale on the drive of this mansion and basically paid for wow. the house in cash and had enough money to have everything replicated into uh, identical replicas of the, the fittings that were in the home. So so he overnight had a property now that gave him a net worth of $110 million. So he could then lend against that property and, uh, you know, start doing deals left, right, and center. So so the, the psyche or the thing you want to know when it comes to negotiating in that is, is the biggest, and I saw this over and over and over again whenever I negotiate for any property ever, the first thing you want to find out is why is the person selling? Because a lot of the time when you look at property turning over, it's, you know, death, divorce, or desperation. And you want to look at how do you tap into getting the best deal possible and making sure that everyone gets what they want out of it. Now, those people wanted it not to be developed more than they wanted it to uh, be sold for $120 million. And obviously, if it wasn't going to be developed, it wasn't worth $120 million, and that would have been the negotiation process. So then that's another little ninja strategy, which is just we'll talk about, which is number three. But essentially, yeah, so that that's number one, is really just discovering their why. Um, the, Absolutely. The, the, the second strategy, the second, you know, sort of ninja trick uh, is, is one that mm-hmm. is one that is, it's seldom, it's seldom do we want to employ this strategy um, because a lot of us uh, love our instant gratification, uh, myself included. Um, but one of the things I learned, there was a the deal when I was personally in real estate, as a real estate agent, um, this was when I was a real estate agent, this specific deal I was putting together for, um, I was putting together for the owner of the Bank of Korea. So he's a Korean gentleman, Stephen Chow. And I was putting together a deal 
for him. He wanted to secure six properties that were together. And it took me five mm-hmm. years five years to negotiate and get all six owners to agree to sell. And wow. purely purely um this deal alone, uh, you know, we ended up buying and securing the properties. Um we ended up buying and securing all six properties. I think it was for five and a half million dollars. And by the time the DA approved for him, uh, the site was then worth $22 million. So it was an extremely lucrative deal for him. But the one strategy, all, one, one strategy that we're all seldom to employ is patience. In property, you want to you wanna be uh, there and you want to be there for a long term. I mean, property is property is a game that, yes, you can do some things, and I'm sure you share with your listeners uh, exceptional ways in how to in- increase the value of the property and the overnight kind of uh, yes. and and put it on market. And also, you know, we know that property is also a longer term game as well. Like there's there's the side that you help with, but there's also the side that you know the way you really you really property is thirty years until the property is quadrupled or or you know ten. In, in value. So, it is one that will have you win more deals by being patient. Now, this brings, this, this is kind of, it's, it's kind of, there's a, there's a misrepresentation of the word patient, and, and what it is this. When humans go to... Uh, it's not... When you are a negotiator, and when, when you're buying property or, or, or renovating property, you might just be negotiating with contractors. The thing you want to be able to do is be patient because you don't know what the circumstances are on the other side of the board. If you be patient, like I remember this one property that I personally bought for myself. It was a block of land. And I was patient and I waited and I waited and I waited and I was there. Every month I walked into the real estate agency. It took me 14 months to buy this property and I made an offer every single month. Some months the offer was the same. Some months the offer was slightly less. Sometimes the offer was like one or two thousand dollars more. I was just persistent and patient. So, so the thing that coincides with patience is obviously persistence. But I just literally made this offer, made this offer, made this offer, and I ended up buying. The, and it was only a block of land that cost 160 grand, and I ended up buying. Well, it cost 160 grand, but the market value of it was 240. So it was 80 less than wow. the market. Value. So, but. Just that poor dad hasn't had the best run of late financially. But one of the strategies that I did learn from him that was very useful is to to look at a hundred properties, make an offer on ten unemotionally, and then just take whichever one is the best deal. Um, so the thing is, is that's kind of where I learned to be patient and persistent. Um, the other thing about human psychology too is, is if you are persistent, the person, the person who has the strongest frame of reference in any negotiation wins. So what I mean by that is the person who holds it to be true that they are going to have ownership of that property more than the other person is the person who ends up getting it. So if you are knocking on their door day after day after day after day, and I know I did this with the five properties we put together for Stephen Chow who owns you know, the Bank of Korea. The, the, you know, day after day after day, I was on the doorstep for five years. Now, obviously, that deal was lucrative and worthwhile, but the thing is, is you want to consider that there's nothing to lose by being persistent, except human psyche says persistence is going to cause me to lose faith or to have some sort of experience of shame or guilt because I'm annoying this person or harassing them. So, so the the number one thing you want to notice as a negotiator when it comes to consistently being patient and persistent is just notice if any shame or guilt comes up about offering the person a lower sort of price than what you feel is market value. That is, is uh, 
when, when we were having a chat. He said, Rusko, what you do, what you do to get over shame and guilt is you write down five ways it's going to serve you by five ways it's going to serve you by getting what it is you want. So say we were offering on a property lower than what it's worth. And then five ways it's going to serve others. Now, if I wrote serve others and I, and I was to write down, you know, how it's going to serve others that I got this property for cheap, I'd be writing things like it's going to help my future generations of family and it's going to help, you know, the community by, you know, keeping progress in the community and, and the property moving forward and not sitting on the market any longer. And you write down a list of five reasons of each and all of a sudden the shame and guilt is, is, is dissolved and you just start making offers that are going to move things forward. The next, the next one is... Uh, so Strategy number three. So that was strategy number two, which was patience and persistence. Strategy number three is creativity. Now, obviously, you help people a lot with creativity, Katarina. And creativity in negotiating specifically is ability ability to put the table in a way that they're compelling or irresistible. Now, the way you do that is the way in which you package the offer. So, for example, ways in which I, which I personally buy property a lot of the time, if I had a 10% deposit, if I had a, if I had a 20% deposit that I was going to be using for the property purchase anyway, or a 30% deposit, whenever I have an offer, one of the things I do is I'd attach the check as the deposit because it goes into a trust account anyway, so your money's safe. I'd attach a full check for the full yes. amount that I have. So, if I had a twenty towards a $200,000 property, I would put the offer in with a $40,000 deposit. And the owner, all of a sudden, they've got an offer in front of them, which they see as not only... They might see the offer as low, but if they see the deposit as a high and compelling amount, then they're like, wow, this deal's going to go through. Now, what they, what the owner has in that experience is they have the experience of certainty that if I say yes to this person, that the deal's going to go through it. So the thing you want to do when you when you when you're buying property, and I know that uh, different states and different countries for the different listeners on the call will have different bylaws. But the thing is, this is basically, um, and my, to my knowledge, you can basically offer anything, and then once it goes to contract, that's when it's sealed and becomes law. So there's kind of no rules until it's signed, sealed, and delivered on a contract, so to speak. Um, so you can offer anything. You can offer, you know, for example, one of the things we did uh, with one of these properties for Stephen when we bought the six properties is one lady, um, one lady didn't want to sell because she didn't want to lose the location. So she was one of the ladies. I took her around, and Doreen, it was hilarious. I took Doreen around for two years, one day a week, showing her like, here's this penthouse, here's this, here's this. We'll swap your house for this property or this property. And then one day we walked in this house which was around the corner down the street um, in, in the street that was two lots less valuable. And she walked in and she saw a painting on the wall that she loved, God knows why. And she's like, I've got to have this house and I want that painting. And we're like, fine, you can have that. And all she wanted to do was swap the property for hers and just have us move her. Anyway, it, it turns out that that property was worth nearly 300 grand less. And we're like, okay, you could have that. But the thing is, is creativity is, give people what they want in a deal. So, for example, she just wanted to go when she found the right house and she didn't care about the money. So you get really, really creative. What it, you know, um, When you're putting a deal in front of an owner, how can you make them experience it? Like this deal is profusely amazing. Now, some of your listeners are probably going, that's great, Roscoe, if you have a deposit of that much and, and, and um, you know, it, sounds, it sounds like a great idea. But if you don't have a deposit that's really big, what could I do? Now, um, the thing is, is you could you could really you can really put any offer on the table, and and I know that I just sort of reference shame and guilt in, in patience and persistence, but if you if you were shame un, unashamedly making offers left, right, and center, uh, you you are going to experience you are going to experience a lot more wealth in this game. The the um, and it actually brings me to number four, is uh, emotional detachment. The person, the person negotiating who cares less, is the person who usually wins on top, ends out on top. The person who's more emotionally attached to the outcome uh, doesn't necessarily have the winning vote, so to speak. So if you can completely emotionally detach from the process, 
you can have the experience of having people having people see that you that you uh, it's not about caring less it's about um how do you put it? When you're emotionally detached and you just surrender to the process of negotiating and you go, okay, cool, well, I'm going to put this number in. And then they come back to you with an offer that's like 20 grand more. Most people get emotional about that. They're like, oh, I couldn't take that or I couldn't do that or, oh, you know, that wouldn't be enough to make this fit. If it doesn't work by your numbers and, and, and your spreadsheet and the way in which you look at things, then why why would you accept the offer? I mean, property is a numbers game. All decisions should be made by the numbers. That none, none of these decisions should be made emotionally. Not one single decision in property should be made emotionally. And even in my opinion, when you go to do things like interior design, you should look at the ROI. Like you should look at, you know, like, and I'm sure you teach people how to do this, you know, how to spend the least to get the maximum output. So you want to look at what, you know, your ROI is, and then you want to just unplug from the emotions. Now, a really cool trick for doing this, because to say to unplug from your emotions is one thing, um, but I, I discovered I discovered when I was, uh, you know, studying anthropology that humans have humans. I say humans like I'm some sort of an alien or something. I'm not. Um, I, us humans, I, I'll, I'll include myself, us humans have a challenge of, detaching um, because the two basic things that all humans need is to have the experience of feeling loved and to feel like we belong. And the reason negotiating is so difficult for our systems or our psyche is because if we get told no, our body has the experience of, um, of, of, of feeling like we don't belong. An excellent story of this is uh, the fear of rejection story that I tell to a lot of people inside inside my trainings. Is this is the um, when we were you know back in caveman days, and I'm sure I'm sure you and I both would have looked great in the caveman days, Katarina. Um, when we were back in the caveman days, we we literally if we got told no by the tribe or if we got rejected by the tribe we would be out in the elements and we would, would basically, you know, we'd, we'd be to fend for ourselves. So if we got rejected from a group of people, um, we would basically be facing the elements and we would die, essentially, you know, like we'd be left to fend for ourselves and we would have the experience Absolutely. of that. So the thing is... So the Can thing, I interrupt? Sorry, Roscoe, for one quick second. Sorry, I just want to let you know, because I've been so quiet, I'm just intrigued with all of the things you're saying, and I'm actually taking notes myself. So if I'm being so quiet, everyone, it's only because I'm intrigued and taking notes from what um, Mr. Awesome himself is saying. So I'll let you keep going. Know that I'm here and listening and taking notes as I go, which I hope all of the listeners are doing as well. So I'll leave it to you, Roscoe, and, and I'll let you keep going. Well, thanks, Gary. Um So the... So the thing is, is in the days, if we got rejected from the tribe, and I know all your listeners are imagining the caveman days right now, but the, <laughs> if we got rejected from the tribe, we basically got put in the elements and we would die. So the thing, the, the beautiful thing uh, God decided to do was to put in the systemic part of our brain just above, like if you all put your hands on the back of your neck and, and you go up from where the little lump is that your spine connects to your neck, and you and you go up about three finger spaces. It's what's called um, the critter brain, which was the first part of the brainstem to evolve in caveman days. Now that is actually where you have the fear of death. Uh, if, if if we're under an MRI scan, at the base, you know, three fingers above the base of your spine, at the base of the back of your skull, is is where it lights up on an MRI if you are fearing for your life. Now, what's kind of uh, what's kind of sucky is that um, so so God made rejection equal death. So so now when we're negotiating or we get told no, we have the experience that we're actually getting told you're dying, which isn't true. We all know it not to be true now in the modern day because you know we're friended and unfriended on Facebook or this happens or that happens all the time. Uh, you know, like multiple, multiple, multiple times. But one of the things that we still don't know how to deal with is this experience or this fear of rejection, which isn't it, it isn't a, a um, it isn't a logical thing to say that you're going to die if you don't get the uh, you know uh, 
the deal or the real estate deal on the table. But our psychology and our wiring has us experienced that we're going to experience debt if we get told no. So, so one of the things I usually tell people to do is to just be present, be very present and to that understanding itself. Just be very aware that your body, your, your mind, is, does not like the fear of rejection. It does not like being told to go away. But anyone involved in the process, anyone involved in the deal at all whatsoever. So really connect to what you want as an outcome. So, so if, if there was a little process to this, it's step one is really connect to what is your outcome or what do you want to have happen as a result of you know uh, the, the negotiation you're doing. And then number two, um, decide what action you need to take in order to get that outcome. So just decide logically what would you need to do. And then number three is to apply the heartbeat rule. Now, what is the heartbeat rule I hear you asking? Well, the heartbeat rule is this. Is if I think that the action I need to take is I need to ring ring the real estate agent and uh, you know offer fifty thousand dollars less, then the heartbeat rule would say if I if I've decided that's the action to take, then I would literally not let one heartbeat pass, not even a heartbeat pass, and I would pick up the phone or I would walk out the door and get in the car and start driving to the real estate agent or I'd or I'd march on over to whoever it is I needed to speak to and action it straight away in the instant. Now, the heartbeat rule will get your heart racing a little as well when you take actions that you're a little bit fearful of, but the thing is is that it gets you in motion. So when you think of it and you just go, okay, cool, heartbeat rule, and you're like, boom, I'm in action. So I'm like moving towards, I'm going to pick up the phone or I'm going to walk towards the real estate agent and make that action. So once you've taken the action, then all of a sudden you're in the process. Now, the way in which to survive the experience of death, which is not really death at all, it's just just, just God fucking with us, just so to speak, excuse my French, um, is this, is this, this is, how we, uh, this is how we deal with it. It's, it's called breathing. And the critter brain goes into fight or flight mode. So it literally, it, it makes adrenaline pumps through the body and makes us, you know, our heart race a little faster. So the way in which you slow it down is you just take long breaths. So you can literally do anything that's scary uh, in relationship to negotiating and just make sure you action it straight away and then just breathe through the process. So essentially, a lot of people won't make an offer. Like, you know, have you ever done this, Katerina, where you're walking into a restaurant and you'll go, um, you know, I feel like this on the menu. And then all of a sudden you walk up to the counter by the time you get to the counter, you know, you've decided you're going to have, you decided you're going to have, you know, the salad. And by the time you get to the counter, you go, I'll have the salad and I'll have, you know, the bowl of fries on the side and I'll have, and I'll have that as well, that dessert in the cabinet. And you've never made... Well, that's me of late. The past 12 weeks has been me. That's been me in the restaurant the past 12 weeks, being extra hungry. So, yes, I totally agree. is what we do is like, and I've seen people do this in property deals. Like I've, you know, I've sat there and spoken to buyers when I've been working for sellers, you know, what we offer. And they're like, you know, they were at when they started talking to me that they had no more than say $300,000 to spend. You know, there's one particular buyer I remember specifically, you know, they said to me, you know, we've got no more than $300,000 to spend. And then I remember I drove them around for a day, showed them a few properties and I said, oh, you know, there was a property they liked and they're like, you know, um, and I kind of knew their finances because they had pre-approved pre-approved finance, and they showed me the documentation uh, that they could get three hundred thousand dollars finance. And I said, "That's cool." And anyway, um, you know, it came to the end of the day, and you know, they were putting in some offers for some properties, and I'm like, "Oh, if you really want this one, you, you're gonna have to offer more than three hundred thousand." And they just didn't even bat an eyelid. They wanted the bowl of fries and the dessert in the in 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 the display cabinet. They were like, okay, three fifty, and they just like jumped straight up, which wasn't even necessary. Um, but obviously, I was working for the seller, so I had to get the most money possible. So I just let them do it. Um, and and the thing was is that people people jump all in when they are scared and they're not thinking properly because if that if that heart's beating faster and that brain's moving quicker. Uh, you, you kind of go, well, what can I do to make it happen? 
And the thing is, is you want to know this is the thing you should be doing to make it happen is just continuing to employ the first few strategies is being creative, but most importantly, the one of being patient. Um, but just 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 breathe through the process. If you get a little bit of ex- excitement, ex- fear is excitement without the breath. So uh, the thing is, is you, you might get scared in the property, but also excitement as an emotion isn't necessarily useful in uh, property as a purchasing strategy. So so when you're buying something, it's it's a salesperson's job. Or, or whoever's selling it to, whether it be a contractor or anyone in any sort of negotiation, it's their job to build hope, to to inspire you, to make you see the opportunity to buy. Now, your job as a purchaser is to get them present to the hopelessness in the deal. So it's your job to point out what's wrong with the property. It's your job to point out where the holes are in the deal. It's your job to make them experience hopelessness. So if an owner is asking... Uh, $500,000 for a property and you go in there and the the last three properties in the street have sold for $500,000 So and, and their house is the same size, um, it's your job to point out why it's worth less than $500,000 if you want to buy it for less than $500,000 because people are motivated by their reasons why. So you need to get them present to a new reason why you want it for less and hold that that is more true than their experience of it being true that it's worth five hundred. So what you might do to do that is to point out the hopelessness. For example, there might be a hole in the fence. There might be, um, there might be you know, uh, the kitchen vents might be faded and need to be completely replaced. And you start making a list of all the things that are wrong with the place. Now, what most people do is they walk in as a, as a renovator, you know, someone who's going to, you know, buy a property, just turn it over and, you know, spend the money to interior design and stuff. And they look around and they go, oh, wow, we could do this, we could do this, we could do this. Now, as a buyer saying, oh, wow, is a really bad frame of reference because you're building hope for yourself and it makes it easier for the real estate agent to sell you. So you want to be almost pessimistic as a buyer. Um, Now, this isn't pessimistic to be pessimistic um, because there is always opportunity and you can always buy property like the Donald Trump deals. But Donald Trump went in there and he was pessimistic to the sale and ended up buying it for $8 million, not $110 million. So you want to be pessimistic towards the owners and and really get them present to why their property is not worth as much as what they think it is. So strategy number five, the last strategy, um, which really coincides with this for you know negotiating, is your language, the language patterns in which you use. And and I know I shared it before that uh, www.fromshametofame.com, but they had some of the language patterns in there that you can actually use for this. Um, so, for example, uh, there, there's some of the ones in that um, some of the uh, scripts that are in that are things like uh, softeners. Now, what a softener is is psychologically, um, if you want to get an idea past uh, someone's psyche, some of the, the simple things you can do is literally uh, one of the things you can simply do is is literally just you know put the word perhaps in front of a sentence. So, for example, you might be standing there negotiating with someone and you might go, you know, um, perhaps you could, you know, throw in, uh, perhaps you could throw in the furniture as a part of this deal. Now, perhaps, or the word perhaps or maybe or consider this has people think about it uh, as opposed to just going, no, you can't have that. So, you, they're just literally language patterns that you use. So, the words perhaps, maybe, or consider, have you considered? So things like that start to just soften the critical faculty or soften people's mental capacity. Um, another another one you might use is uh, things like, uh, what do you want? What is it you want in selling this property? Like, you know, what is it you want? So that will actually, this is the one um, that will really have people get clear about their motivations, like the the sort of questions you want to be asking to discover what Donald Trump discovered would be, you know, why is it that you're selling? So you could ask them, you know, what do you want from ha- selling this home? You know, other than the money, what is it you want? What is, what is the move you're making? Um, so if you get, the more you get clear on what someone wants, people people buy what they want. So when it comes to negotiating, if you're, if you're negotiating with someone, you want to look at it like this. If I am 
if I am negotiating with someone, I want to be very clear on what they want because I want to use that as leverage when I'm being creative with the deal. So I want to be able to package what it is they want in a way where we put a neat package together and makes it look like exactly everything they've been looking for in an offer. So the question, what do you want? What is it you'd like from the sale? Those sorts of questions are going to help you immensely. Another thing is, is if you're sitting at the table, if you're sitting at the table and you're negotiating with a real estate agent who's negotiating with the owner, now it's the real estate agent's job to work on the side of the seller, but I know it not to be true that that always ends up being the case, even though they've legally signed contracts to be that, be that way. But um, one of the things I've experienced is if you enroll the real estate agent, then you can kind of get the real estate agent on your side as a buyer. One of the one of the language patterns that you'll discover inside that from shame to fame uh, document, which you, which you can get it from from shame to fame dot com, is the "Are you with me so far?" question. So you might be talking to a real estate agent, and you go, you know, what we want to do is we want to offer three hundred thousand. We want it subject to thirty days settlement. And you can say to them, "Are you with me so far?" There's a few more things we want to add, and they'll be like, "Yeah, I'm with you." And the question, the language is, "Are you with me so far?" Now, the real estate agent, by saying yes to that, their psyche is having the experience of being on your site. They're just simple little language patterns. These were, these were you know, studied. Uh, these, these are ones that I found by studying NLP. I studied nine different types of NLP. I studied hypnosis. I've also studied anthropology, sociology, psychology. I've studied over 120 different change and influence patterns, including social engineering, which is what the CIA teach their agents to extract information out of people. I studied uh, a course through someone ex-CIA at one point in time. So, so these language patterns are very useful for having people come on board with you and and, and being able to use them as leverage or influence the scenario at a greater and sort of grander scale. Uh, another thing you can do too to uh, convey points is you can use uh, uh, bullet point number four that you'll find inside that document is the, the, the clear story loop. So if, if you were standing there and you were talking to a, uh, if you were talking to uh, the real estate agent and you had to convey a message that needed to go to the owner. Now, that 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 message is going to uh, is going to you know be distorted when it gets past second hand to the next person. So the clearer you can make the story, obviously, the better it will go through to the owner. So uh, the clear story loop goes something like this. I'm just going to give you the syntax, and then I'll give you an example. So the, the syntax is you say most people think, and then you give what it is that most people think about a certain subject. And then you could say, but really, and this is where you give sort of like the counterintuitive thought. And then you go, if you just, which is kind of um, what they can what they can do in order to get a new result. And then the last one is, then you'll get, which is, and then you share with them the new result. So, for example, this might be great for interior designers, you know, like yourself, Katarina, if you were trying to um, share with someone whilst they should why they should make a decision uh, to why they should make a decision to, um, you know, to renovate the kitchen when they only really wanted to renovate the lounge room and the bedrooms. Um, so, you know, um, the most people think might be, you know, the most people think that the best way to renovate is to, you know, do carpets and paint in a home and just do the basic renovation. But really, if you make the um, the most habitated rooms in the home, uh completely grandiose then then you'll then you'll find yourself or the you know if, if you just if you just renovate like say the kitchen for example and and over the top then you'll get women that come into the home going this is where my family's going to live they're basically going to live in the kitchen so i would spend anything to have the Absolutely. time because this is the kitchen so yeah so so that's a clear story all I've done is said most people think that, you know, most people think that doing carpets and paint is the normal renovation thing. But really what you want to do is you want to make the most lived-in room the best room in the house. And if you just do this, then you'll get the sale you're looking for. So this is just a clear story loop. And you can use this for anything in the whole entire world. Like you can tell your kids a bedtime story with it. <laughs> you can use it for anything. It yes, just... absolutely. I'll try that tonight with the two. 
Roscoe, the only thing is I've enjoyed this so much, and I know all of our listeners have. We're running out of time, unfortunately. I could just listen to you for days, literally, but we are running out of time. So if we can just get um, the details again, so it's from shame to fame.com where people can uh, log in and have a look at the, that information. How can they then contact you if they want to get further details from you or want to ask you further questions? Is there some way that they can find you as well or is that in the link that you've given us now? Sure. Well, I mean, in the link that you're giving you now, you can get those scripts that will also let you know about some events and stuff we've got going on. But um, if you want to connect Perfect. with me, I mean, come over to Facebook as well. Um, it's facebook.com forward slash the real Roscoe, which is uh, the real and then Roscoe is R-O-S-S. Um, so facebook.com forward slash the real Roscoe and it's been great sharing with your listeners and I know they'll get a lot of value out of that document but also um, yeah it's, it's just been great to use those different cycles and it's hard to jam in um, 30 years worth of psychology knowledge into so uh, five minutes but I think we've done the best we can Fantastic. Thank you so much. So much appreciated. I know that all of our listeners have enjoyed it as much as I have. And they can find you on the uh, from fame to shame.com and also the Facebook that you've advised. So everybody feel free to go in and, and connect and link with Roscoe. And he's somebody with a passion as myself and he's here to assist and to help you in any way further. So please feel free. And I thank you so much again for coming on. I know how busy you are and um, with, you know, lots to do and helping people across the globe as well. So I thank you again and we'll talk soon. All right, great. Thanks, Katarina, and thank you, everyone, for listening. I'll talk to you thank soon. Thank you, Roscoe. Thank you. Bye. Have a great day. Thank you, Roscoe. Bye. Okay, thanks to all of our listeners. That was Roscoe Patterson. So you can find him on uh, from fametoshame.com and also on the Facebook uh, information that Roscoe has passed on to you. Unfortunately, the hour's nearly gone and we're nearly up, so we've got a couple of minutes. But before we go, I just wanted to, I really hope that you did enjoy today's show. I have some fabulous, fabulous people lined up. Uh, the next show I'll be joining is next month again, so we'll keep you in touch with the date, etc. Uh, for the next show, I've got some fabulous people coming on, which I know that you'll love. So there's a lot of work in the background getting people, fabulous people coming on to teach you their thoughts and, and uh, education and everything else that they want to get to you. So please feel free to pop on to the next show as well. Now, in regards to my exciting announcement earlier, which was in regards to the masterclasses that I'll be conducting, uh, I will have to limit spaces, uh, which is unfortunate. But because this is going global, I know that we'll have a lot of people uh, come in and, and want to do this, but I want to work in small groups so that you can get the full effect out of the masterclasses and the teachings. So I'm here for, for you and I do need to keep them limited. Now, the link for you to go to, if you've got a pen and paper handy, it is, so if you go to obviously www. now this is a long link, so just bear with me, it's Unbounce Pages, so it's U-N-B O-U N C E P A G E S dot com forward slash V dash untold U N T O L D dash secrets S E C R E T S dash of dash V dash design D E S I G N dash world being W-O-R-L-D. So it's unboundedpages.com forward slash the untold secrets of the design world. Now that's everything I'll be discussing. So all of my 15 years in the industry, things that I've learned, quick ways for you to, quick and easy ways, things have, ways that I conduct my businesses, ways that I help people. You know, you need to stop wasting money. Uh, you need to learn how to do things so cheaply as we get them. So I'll be giving you contacts. I'll be giving you my black book of where I purchase things at very low prices where obviously, you know, a lot of designers don't uh, pass those savings on to you and, and what they'll do is then they'll just bump it up and bump it up and then make extra commissions on top. But I can give you direct access to where I purchase my products uh, around the globe 
and you'll have access on behalf of myself. I'm sharing all of that with you, sharing new information in regards to, look, there's just so much. I'm running out of time. I've worked a lot on this, and it is all for you to assist. So please go on to unboundspages.com forward slash the untold secrets of the design world. Uh, yes, the design world, and you can go in and find that information from there. So I look forward to speaking to you again next month. Any questions, please feel free to contact me on Facebook. And have a fabulous day. I want you all to stay fabulous. Keep smiling. Be kind to everyone. And I look forward to speaking to you again in four weeks from now. Thank you. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.